Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. We're going to chat about it in a little bit here, but was not a great day for the show yesterday. A lot of things did not go our way for the slate, but we are going to chat about the folks over at Bet99 before we get into things, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NBA, NFL, NHL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERSON at sign up. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And it is available to persons in Ontario only. But most importantly, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Also down below in the ticker, we've got the number there, as well as the names of our great uh, networks that we're part of, Off the Ball Network and Blue Collar Media Group as well. So what went wrong yesterday? Well, pretty much everything because it was a one in four day for the show. And I thought it was going to get out to a great start. We had uh, Crystal Palace and Manchester United talked yesterday about how maybe Manchester United had things a little bit too easy recently. They were up one nothing. Looked like it was going to finish that way, and Palace steals a 91st-minute goal to tie the game and a 1-1 finish on the both teams to score. We cash there. After that, brutal. Uh, TCU, they lose outright 74-65 to West Virginia. I got concerned when I started watching some other shows throughout the day, and people were pretty divided on this play, but a lot of people were on West Virginia, and so I got a little bit worried, and unfortunately, we're on the wrong side of that one. Rockets money line, it was right there. I mean, LaMelo Ball went down with an injury. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. But the Hornets, they went out right 122 to 117. So the Rockets continue on their massive slide. Vancouver, I mean, when you f- go down 4 nothing in the first period and you're on the plus one and a half, you kind of know that that game is over. And so 5-2 to two was the final there. And then the Dallas Stars in regulation versus the San Jose Sharks. I saw 3-0 for Dallas and thought that that was going to be it. And then right before I went to bed, I checked the score. It's 3-2. And, of course, it finishes 5-3 in favor of the San Jose Sharks at home. So what are you going to do? You lose outright on the road uh, against a bad team when you're one of the best road teams in the league. Now, the only other headline from yesterday that I was reading about had to do with the Minnesota Vikings, who have some tough decisions to make over this summer. Um, the Vikings GM had spoke about bringing back Kirk Cousins. He even chatted a little bit about signing Justin Jefferson to an extension. So I think it's a little bit of a crazy discussion to decide what they want to do with Kirk because he's on the last year of a one-year $35 million deal that expires after next season. And 
I don't know. When I think about Kirk, he, he had a very good year. Um, they won a lot of close games. A lot of it had to do with the offense. The defense was one of the bottom five in the league this year. And when it comes to Jefferson Jefferson, for me, he's already the best receiver in the league just going into his fourth season. And I'm not normally one for paying wide receivers, but I think whatever Justin Jefferson commands, you have to go and get him. He's an absolute game breaker. And so Kirk and JJ are not the reason why the Vikings didn't advance in the playoffs. Defense is old. It needs to be revamped. They need to address some things there, especially in their secondary. And so offensive brilliance is what carried them throughout the year. They won a lot of tight games because of it. And so a better defense, they might have been more of a legit three seed. And we might be talking about them contending in the NFC next year if they can address that defense. Now let's get into the daily game slate because we have a lot to get to today. But before we do, let's go ahead and play the video. All right, so let's start with the PGA. Um, we have the American Express Championship this week. Wasn't the best field last year, but it looks a little bit improved this year. We do have the defending champ is Hudson Swafford, who beat Hoagie by two, and then Harmon, Griffin, and Hodges by three last year. But as I said, it wasn't a super loaded field. Last year, you had Siwoo Kim, Sung Jam, uh, John Rahm, and Scheffler were in the field. They were kind of the big names, and Tony Finau as well. So when I was looking over this uh, tournament, I was looking for a couple of good value plays in the top 20 range. I wasn't sure if I really wanted to go down a winner play yet. I hate betting on winners on the PGA Tour so early in the season because I find this is where you see a lot of emerging guys early in the year, unless so you're more established guys. So top 20-wise, I do like Tony Finau at minus 125 for a full unit. He played pretty well here last year, and he's been playing some great golf over the last 12 months. Sung Jam at plus 110 and Sam Burns at plus 160. Burns was a four-time winner on tour last year, and Im has been playing some great golf dating back to that President's Cup. So I really like those three for the top 20. Top Canadian at plus 133 is Adam Hadwin. I feel good about that play as well. Not the most loaded field. No Corey Connors here. Um, basically going to have to go up against guys like Taylor Pendrith to get that one. So a full unit there. And then final unit is on Tony Finau over Scotty Scheffler at minus 106. Obviously, when you're going ahead and betting against a top five player in the world, you're going to be taking a bit of a gamble. But I do feel like Finau is in a little bit better form recently, so I really like him this week at the American Express. EPL-wise, you got to head over to Man City and Tottenham. Manchester City coming off their loss to Manchester United 2-1 to over the weekend and Arsenal handling Tottenham uh, in the North London Derby now. I kind of am intrigued by this Tottenham plus one and a half at minus 117. Um, while I do believe that City's going to pull out a win here today, I don't think it's going to be my multiple goals. I think Tottenham realizes that they're in a bit of trouble here with where they're at in the table, not playing their best uh, football over the last couple months here. So I think this is a spot for them to really compete. I don't know if they're going to have enough to edge them out, but they are fifth in the table, hoping to hop back into the top five or top four relatively soon. And so I really do like that plus one and a half. We do have an official play on this game. That's not that one, but if you're looking for a full game play, then that's one that you can certainly look at. NBA wise, five games on 
The issue is there's a lot of question marks around these games due to various injuries. You start, well, this one isn't an injury one, but Chicago minus six and a half versus Detroit. I just really don't want to bet an international game when they're heading over to Paris to play. It is a bit of an odd spot. Chicago's only eight and 14 against the spread away this year. So I'm staying away from this one, despite Detroit being a bad team. Golden State and Boston. Boston's minus five and a half right now. Um, if you like Golden State, you probably go and bet it right now because there is the likelihood that Jalen Brown might not go today. In fact, it's all the way up to minus six and a half. So if you like Golden State, go and get it now. If you actually like Boston, you might want to wait on this line until this evening, until that game time decision is decided. Toronto's minus three and a half versus Minnesota. Major injury concerns for the T-Wolves who are on a back-to-back. Toronto are relatively healthy. I think if you like Toronto, um, you bet it once the final injury report is out. It opened at minus one and a half. And I think if Anthony Edwards goes tonight, we could see this line move back down closer to a minus two and a half by tip-off. Philadelphia, they're minus two and a half versus Portland. Waiting on the injury status of Nurkic for today because um, Philadelphia, they're a bad road team. And I kind of want to take Portland, but they need Nurkic if I'm going to do that going up against Embiid. And then lastly, Brooklyn and Philly, or Brooklyn and Phoenix. Brooklyn are without KD, and Phoenix have been a really bad basketball team, although it looks like they should get Cam Johnson back tonight, which will give them a massive boost. Um, feels like a pretty good road spot for Brooklyn still, who are 14-9 and on the road this year. But game time decision status on Kyrie Irving is keeping me away, at least for now. NHL-wise, plenty of games, but... There's a few that I'm definitely fading, especially in the early window. I'm not going to play Minnesota and Carolina. A little bit of a juice line there. Carolina's minus 165. Teams' home and away records are also uh, pretty bad, so I'm just not really wanting to uh, to play this game. Florida and Montreal, I don't want to get mixed up in a bobrovsky Montembeau matchup where I'm sure that Florida is heavy road favorites. They didn't have the line out when I looked yesterday. And in fact, Florida is minus 250, not interested at all, even with Montreal at home. Chicago and Philly, Philly's minus 210, again, fading this one. They're taking on Peter Mrazek, who's 410 and 1. It makes me lean potentially a Philadelphia puck line. The in-regulation might be in play as well, but I'm just staying away from this one in general after getting burned by the Sharks last night. Winnipeg and Toronto, this is a game that I'm actually interested in. It looks like we're getting a Hellebuck and Matt Murray matchup in net. Toronto's minus 175 tonight now. Murray's won three of his last five starts, but he's giving up over three goals per game. Hellebuck's won six of his last eight, but he's been playing in great form. So I'm kind of liking the under six and a half tonight with these two going. I think we see four to two type finish, so I do like the under there. Anaheim and Columbus, staying away from that one. Not a fan of Gibson Corpusala matchup and goal. Boston and the Rangers. Boston are on a back-to-back while the Rangers are not the best home team this year. Swayman and Shesterkin is a good goaltending matchup, so would certainly lean the under if I was going there tonight. But at five and a half, it makes you sketch out just a little bit with the amount of goal-scoring power that both these teams have. Staying away from Islanders and Sabres. Sorokin and Comrie, just not a big fan of either goaltender. Both coming off losses as well, so that's a no thanks for me there today. Nashville are minus 115 on the road against the Blues. Soros is starting and makes Nashville a slight road favorite because of that going up against Biddington. Um, 
I don't know. Bennington's been so hot and cold. He's won four of his last seven starts, but he's been up and down all year, whereas Saros, he's a winner in five of his last seven. So I do like the Nashville road spot today. They've also won two straight games coming in, so I think they're going to make it three tonight. Tampa and Edmonton, Vasilevsky and Skinner, it looks like is going to be the goaltending matchup here. Um, I don't know. Neither team is stellar away or at home. Both are on four-game winning streaks. So I think a good parlay piece is if you can buy this down to over six goals or even down to five and a half if you really want to have a teaser parlay going, then you would feel pretty good about this one tonight, especially with the lightning on a back-to-back. But that's where I would go with that game. Washington are minus 190 against Arizona, fading that one altogether. I may have bet Arizona the other day. I'm not crazy enough to bet them for back-to-back wins, and I also hate any minus 190 on the road. Feels like a bit of a trap there. Devils are minus 130 versus Seattle today. Vanessic and Jones have both been great this year, and Seattle are much better on the road, but they're taking on the best road team in the league, who are 18-2-1 on the road so far, so... I fully believe that the winners of five straight today are going to get it done just in a lower scoring game. So I would take the under six and a half here. Detroit and Vegas, my Red Wings heading into uh, Vegas. Thompson's nice. Huso struggled quite a bit. So I do lean the over tonight. Huso in his last 10 starts has given up three or more goals in nine of them. In fact, he's given up four or more in eight of them. So I think he's going to give up four or five tonight. It's just whether or not Detroit can put a couple past Thompson. So I'm going to roll with the over in that game tonight. And then the last one was Dallas and the Kings. Dallas on the back-to-back looks like they're going to Wedgwood. And Copley makes me want to stay away on the Kings side. Now, college basketball, seven ranked teams playing today. A lot of fade lines here. I'll go through those ones quickly. I don't want to bet Charleston. They're minus 21 and a half on the road. Purdue minus 14 and a half on the road, not interested against Minnesota. Florida Atlantic and UTSA, um, very high line here as well, although I am a huge fan of Florida Atlantic finally being ranked. Now, if we're talking parlay piece, I think you could go to Gonzaga. They are minus 15 and a half against Loyola Marymount. I think if you buy it down a few points, because it was, as I said, 15 and a half, if you can get it down to 11 and a half or 10 and a half in a teaser parlay, I think I would feel a lot more comfortable there. But at minus 15 and a half, I wouldn't play that full line today. Now, early on, I do kind of like Michigan State at home today against Rutgers, number 23 in the country. Straight up money line today is minus 150. I don't want to get into spreads because when we're talking about over-under here, it's 124 and a half, and that's due to how good Rutgers' defense has been this year. So I think it's going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be tight. But at the end of the day, I like the Spartans at home to get it done. I do like Arizona minus six and a half today against USC. I think USC, the Trojans are rather overrated. In fact, the last time I went and looked at a USC line, they were taken on UCLA. I bet on USC and they got blown out. So I think anytime they've played a quality opponent, they've shown that they're not a great team this year. And so I think Arizona is going to get to that 85-point range. I don't think USC is putting up more than 75, so give me that spread today. And then lastly, you got UCLA minus 4.5, number 5 in the country, taking on Arizona State. I feel like this is an awkward road spot and one where UCLA could actually lose outright today. The Sun Devils have won four in a row, so I was tempted to take the points, um, but I'm just going to tune in instead for a late-night Pac-12 matchup. But with that... We've given you all the games. We've given you all the betting lines. Now let's head over to our last call pick segment 
which is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. And we'll give you guys our place for the day. But before we do, let's play the video. So our last call pick segment is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery, which is a family owned and operated company located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Go and check out their holiday seasonal releases before they're gone, like their famous cherry whiskey and chocolate hazelnut truffle liquor. I love the local uh, vodka. They have candy cane vodka still as well for the holidays. Also love their old fashioned. Definitely go and check that one out. Root beer schnapps, dill pickle Caesars if you love those. And they've got some great dill pickle vodka. But go and check out Last Mountain Distillery. Really love their products and appreciate their support of the show. So with that, we've got five plays for you here today. We got to get back on track quickly. That was not a great way to finish out our day yesterday. And so let's start with that Tottenham Hotspur game. I'm going to take the first half double chance against Manchester City. And I'm just banking on pretty pedestrian form from Manchester City over the last month and a bit. And I think that this is going to play into Tottenham's favor early on. Um, Man City, two wins in their last five. But a lot of those have been second half goals. So they've been relying a lot, bringing on guys like Grealish in order to score. And so... I think I just see a draw here at the half. Maybe Tottenham steals a goal and then they're up one nothing. End of the day, I love the double chance for Tottenham to keep it close at least early on. As I said, I love that Jets and Leafs under 6.5 at minus 120. This is a two-unit play for us. Two goaltenders that are playing well. I just think we get a little bit of a lower scoring battle here. They're both top 10 in goals per game, which is a bit of a concern. But I still think that this is Canada's finest. We're going to get 3-2, to 4-2 to two type finish. Um, maybe one team just outright no-shows tonight. That'd be great for us here on this under. But overall, I'm going to play the under tonight. Feel good about it heading into the night slate. Uh, I also like Red Wings and Golden Knights over 6.5. This is plus 100. And I just think Huso, Huso's been too shaky. And a lot of it has to do with the guys in front of him not giving him a lot of help. But I think that he's going to give up a minimum of four goals tonight. This means you just need a bit of offense from Detroit. I think they can supply a couple goals here. And so I think we see 5-2, 6-2 tight finish. But either way, I like the over in Vegas tonight. NCAA-wise, I'm going to go and play the Hoosiers plus 7.5, taking on the Fighting Illini. This is a one-unit play for us. And I think Indiana, they've had a tough stretch recently. They've only won four of their last ten. But coming off that Wisconsin win, I think they're going to do relatively well in this spot. They are taking on a team that's won four games in a row in Illinois, but not a lot of quality wins over that stretch either. They're not exactly beating the Purdue's of the world in the Big Ten. And so I'm just expecting a three to five point finish here. Um, could even end in an Indiana road upset. But overall, I love the points at the plus seven. And then to cap things off, Arizona minus seven versus USC at minus 110 for one and a half units. The last time I thought USC was good, they got blown out by UCLA. This is a spot where at home the Wildcats should win comfortably. They've got that high-powered offense. Night game, I'll be asleep for the second half, so let's hope for the late-night cover. We wake up to some winners. Let's just have some winners all around today. you got to go and follow us over at HedgePod 
in case we see some lines that we like throughout the day, maybe there's some movement. It is tough when you do this morning show with the amount of injuries that are out there and players that you want to wait on. That's why we have no NBA bets for you yet. Could post some later on today, though, so definitely stay tuned for that. Appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge podcast.